All right. Hello. What's up, people? Let's get straight to it. I need to clean my room right now. I'm in a GIF. But I also need to talk about this trade. This is an emergency podcast. We are not set up. Microphones, they are not unpacked from when I moved into my new place. I don't know. But Chris Paul is a warrior right now. A player that I have rooted against in so many playoff series, including ones where the Warriors were not playing him, and he's been traded. Of course, Chris Paul was traded to the Wizards, um, which you know, of course, if you're listening to this, essentially for Bradley Beal, Chris Paul, and Andrew Shamit. And then the Wizards flipped him today. Chris Paul traded to the Warriors for Jordan Poole, and I believe a 2027 second round pick and a 2030 protected first round pick. Wow. I mean, initial reaction is just that Mike Dunleavy, huh? The new GM. Is this guy for real? Are Warriors fans going to start listening to the per sources tweets and go, oh my gosh, are we actually trading for this guy? Because forever as a Warriors fan, whenever I hear we're in the mix for somebody like that in a trade, I'm like, oh no. They're going to kick the tires a little bit, but they are not actually going to end up trading for him. Anyway, setting up my laundry basket here. But my, my just gut reaction on the trade is solid move. I think the optics look pretty terrible from outside looking in. Like Jordan Poole, let's remember, beginning of the season, that man was socked in the face. He was punched hard, like really hard by Draymond Green. Draymond Green didn't get a punishment for it. And now, a season later, he's the one who's being shipped out. He has been deemed the issue with this team. He has been identified as the problem right now, at least problem number one. Um, And he's been shipped off. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't look great from an organization, uh, from an organizational standpoint. I'm looking at that like, well, is that really how you're going to treat your employees? Like, how is this how it's gone down? But sports are not exactly the same as other jobs. I mean, there's more intense competitive emotions. That's not an excuse for Draymond Green. Anyway, you've probably heard enough about the punch over the last year that you are sick of it and you probably don't want to hear about it. But that was my kind of one of my first thoughts. I was like, well, this doesn't look great. <laughs> the, the puncher, Draymond Green, is probably going to be re-signed and Jordan Poole, the person who got punched, has been shipped off. So that, honestly, it, it's tough. The other thing I want to say, and we'll get to the basketball stuff in a little bit of just like what does Chris Paul look like on the Warriors, but um, I think for Jordan Poole going to Washington, you know, this is good for him in the sense that he's going to get more opportunity. I I mean, I know the organization hasn't exactly been an A+, but I think he's leaving a situation that had turned toxic. Of course, if the punch never happens and chemistry stuff stays the same, You know, of course, Jordan Poole is best fit on the Warriors, where he can be under Steve Kerr and learn from Steph, learn from Clay, arguably the two greatest shooters of all time. And I mean, Jordan Poole looks like Steph and Clay from three some nights. It's just, you know, it's so inconsistent. That's why you can't rank him amongst the league's greatest shooters, even though he does, it does feel like he has 30 foot range, you know? So yeah, I'm hoping that Jordan Poole will thrive as a wizard, as a fan. You know, I hope he can go there and rebound and make good. Um, on his new deal that he signed with the Warriors last season. Best wishes to him. Um, And then as for Chris Paul, you know, a player that many Warriors fans, including myself, have rooted against from all the battles with him in the postseason, 
You know, he might be the most overqualified backup point guard um, in what? I don't know. The, the last 10 years, last 20 years. Um, but that's assuming Chris Paul comes off the bench. Does he come off the bench? I'm not totally sure. I don't really know. There's so many questions. Draymond Green hasn't even resigned yet, but you have to think that Chris Paul to the Warriors, you know, they talked about this with Draymond, Steph, and Clay, the core guys, like, hey, is this okay? They asked Chris Paul, hey, are you okay coming here? And they probably discussed his role. I imagine that Chris Paul is going to come off the bench next year. It's going to be an Andre Iguodala sacrifice, sort of on steroids, because, I mean, Chris Paul is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, this guy is one of the greatest point guards of all time, given, you know, he's going to turn 39, of course. So he's ancient now in NBA dog years. But I think this move was made, you know, just because the Warriors didn't really know how they were going to get off of Poole's contract. They must have decided internally that they wanted to look at moving Poole this summer. Like that was a genuine you know, genuine interest of theirs. And that means to me is that the chemistry issues just seemed irreparable. And that's how I felt. I had been like, sorry, I'm moving my shades up right now, about to start making the bed. Um, and I have another burp coming in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, excuse me. This is so unprofessional. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, what was I saying? Oh man, I kind of forget. Uh, oh yeah, so the Warriors... I think they made this trade solely because they truly just thought that like chemistry could not be repaired. And the only way to repair it, even though it didn't look good and it doesn't look good, was to trade the guy who got punched. And I'm sure that means that within the organization and the players on the team, they probably like Jordan Poole just, I don't know, there, there was just something there with the core guys where, you know, maybe it's the core guy's fault for like, I have no idea. I, I'm not in the locker room, obviously. But it seems like there was a rift between Steph, um, Poole, and Draymond that, you know, the front office and the, I don't know, gen- new general manager, Mike Dunleavy, had decided that like this energy cannot be taken into another year. And that makes sense to me because... I don't know. For I mean, this is an exaggeration because we're talking about sports, but that's a pretty traumatic thing to occur in the organization to have like one of your star players sock one of the young guys who, I mean, they were so close last season. Jordan Poole talked about Draymond Green, you know, as an older brother, like just a leadership figure just for him in life. So, I mean, sports is a lot about the X's and O's, but I do not think, you know, I think this trade was more so about rebuilding the chemistry because, I mean, we all watched that team last year. They did not like each other out on the court. They were not having fun. The best thing about watching Warriors basketball is that you get to watch these guys go out there, shoot threes, pass the ball, and have fun. It feels like you're a part of something when everyone's celebrating and having a great time and Steph is doing his shimmies, which, you know, I did hear, like, I don't know. Someone was telling me that Steph might be like the gooniest performer of all time. At least like when he does something cool. Cause you know, a lot of people will just like look stern or they'll they'll flex real hard or they'll do something. And Steph will like do the cha-cha or like do a salsa dance on out there on the court, Um, which is true. Anyway, regardless, you just didn't see that that much last year. I, you know, I cannot recall more than like four shimmies from Steph or the other players. 
Um, maybe the, the shimmy category is what tells you how good the chemistry is on the Warriors side. Um, but yeah, th- this was, this was for chemistry, I think. And transitioning now to what does that look like with Chris Paul on the court? I mean, it's kind of hard not to hear like Chris Paul and Steph and Clay and not just imagine the passing opportunities, Steph and Clay moving off ball to one of the greatest passers of all time. I mean, he, Chris Paul on the IQ spectrum, you know, is the opposite of Jordan Poole. He's one of the most, he's one of the smartest players in the league. He never takes a bad shot. You know, and Jordan Poole, I mean, opposite's a little rude. Jordan Poole isn't like some horrendous IQ player. That is not true at all. Jordan Poole just had a rough season. And I mean, I don't know. Can you blame him? I don't. <laughs> I definitely don't blame him. Because he played He played and took good shots. And he played within the system really well the year before when all the drama wasn't going on. So I don't think Jordan Poole is like some lost cause like a lot of Warriors fans do. I think Jordan Poole can really thrive on the Warrior, or on the Wizards and make the Warriors regret this deal in two years, you know? Um, but I, uh, yeah, Chris Paul is one of the smartest players in the league. But the other side of it is, you know, he's one of the oldest. And Jordan Poole played all 82 games last year. How many games do we think that Jordan Poole, CP3, Clay Thompson, um, or not Jordan Poole, sorry, Clay Thompson, CP3, Draymond Green, and Steph are going to play together? You know, it's hard. <laughs> you, need, you need people to play in the regular season to get a high enough seed for home court. We saw that last year. You can't just waltz in and have to go on the road immediately. It's hard, especially when your margin for error is so much thinner like the Warriors is now. So overall, for a grade, I'm going to give this trade a B-plus for the Warriors. I think I like it. I like it because you're getting someone really smart, someone who's going to learn the Warrior system really well. Just, I mean, one of the most experienced players in the NBA right now, like maybe the most, other than like LeBron. LeBron and then CP3 is second. I mean, CP3 has seen it all. He's going to be good for the locker room, I imagine, because, you know, there's just, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. It's just someone who has gone through life. It's easier to get along with people your age. Um, it's easier to make bonds with people your age. And I think the divide amongst the Warriors is because, you know, you've Steph, who's like 33, or not 33, sorry, Steph's 35, Clay's 33, Draymond's 32, maybe, 33. These guys are older, and the locker room is then also filled with like 20-year-olds, Kaminga, Moody, Rollins, Baldwin Jr., um, so many of the young guys. I mean, it's kind of hard to build a gap and like stay together as a team chemistry-wise, when it's like hard to bond just based off of the fact that you guys are all in different stages of life. I mean, if I'm Kaminga, I don't know, I'm some young guy, <laughs> you know, I'm excited. I'm, um, I just got this big contract. I'm in the NBA. I worked so hard for this. I want to, you know, just, I don't know, do young people things. And then, I don't know, Steph has like, what, three kids? <laughs> Jamon's got two kids. All these dudes are married. <laughs> it's not like, oh, let's all go out on the town together, you know? I mean, unless it is, that'd be sick. But I... I imagine that this will help the chemistry, just having older people in the locker room. Um, and I think, honestly, if I'm the Warriors, I think I trade all the young guys and I just go in on the next two years of Steph. Um, and I think I trade Kaminga. I think I trade Moody. I trade all these young guys, essentially, and just go, all right, let's put them in situations where they get to get playing time. I think that's a kind thing they could do. 
um, because Kaminga has showed flashes of being perhaps an all-star in this league, and he hasn't really been able to play. Anyway, this is something I've talked about on other podcasts. I don't even know if I gave an ending podcast to the Warriors season, but I wanted to hop on and talk about the CP3 trade because that's huge, man. I expect him to come off the bench. I expect him to be the six-man, super overqualified six-man, and hopefully he can stay healthy. And, I mean, you have to really hope because, you know, I don't know. This team's old. You don't really see old teams win like this. The only team I can really think of is the Spurs, the 2014 Spurs. But I have no idea who our Kawhi is because as amazing as Andrew Wiggins is, you know, he's not Kawhi Leonard. And that's not dissing him at all. That's just Kawhi Leonard, you know, is incredible. Uh, just an incredible, incredible player. And Wiggins is also really, really good, just not on Kawhi's level. So, yeah, wish Jordan Poole the best. Can't believe I'm rooting for Chris Paul. You know, I did say like two years ago when he was on the Suns, I was like, Chris Paul better not win a ring <laughs> because I do not want him. people trying to put him over Steph in like all-time conversations, especially at the point guard position. And now I'm rooting for the man. So it should be interesting, though. I mean, he's an incredible player. Loves playing with him on 2K. Shout out the Lob City Clips. Um, but I don't know. Let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are on on this. I mean, I don't know if I don't think there's a comments thing at Spotify, but if you want to just go to at SJ Radio on Instagram with a zero at the end. Yeah, let me know what you think of this trade. Crazy stuff. We shall see what goes down in the coming days with Draymond and everything. My prediction though is we got draft night tonight. Don't think the Warriors keep that 19th pick. I think it gets traded with something else, maybe Kaminga, for another piece. We shall see. Anyway, have a great day, everybody. Hope you're doing swell, and thank you for listening to The Flagrant. I will talk to you soon. Bye.